It's Health Quest Radio. It's Dr. David Kolbaba on AM 560. The answer. Oh, yeah, it's happening all along the beautiful shores of Lake Michigan. Meaningful, life-changing moments all around the world. HealthQuest Radio goes airborne wheels up. Copy that. HealthQuest Radio proudly presents Adventures in Health with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Hi, I'm Alex, and you, well, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're listening to America's number one health news and science show, our adventure guide, He is Ready. He is the voice of integrated preventive health care in our nation today. He's the clinical director of our West Dundee offices. His story will show he is a man before his time, a real trailblazer. My friend, my partner, my favorite radio boss. Here's our host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Hey, Dr. K. You doing, Alex? How are you doing? Hey, Thomas. Hey, How are you doing? All right. What could be worse than your parent-teacher conference where the teacher would say to your parents, with you having a bewildered look on your face, well, your daughter, your son, whoever the teacher's talking about, we're talking about you, mm-hmm. he, he has such potential, <laughs> has such potential. And the first time you hear it, it sounds like, well, that's really great. You know, that's really great because I, I knew I was something special, right? <laughs> of course, your parents are saying that about you too. Not to your face, that is, but uh, they, people tend to be proud of their kids. My kid's a little on the special side. But the other daunting term that might be used when your parents accused you uh, of being a certain way in life, and you better straighten up, mister, better straighten up, sister. And that was a word that was hung on us about us being a procrastinator. You know, if you didn't procrastinate, you know, don't put off today, which, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You get to get, get to work. Come on, get to work here. But I'd like to take uh, procrastination from a different angle today because a couple of weeks ago we were talking about you taking ownership, taking responsibility for the one life that you have. And yet I'd like to make a case today for those of us who procrastinate. Now, I'm going to be somewhat selective and compartmental today, but I'd like to still use the word as if to help desensitize you to that word procrastinate. So, for instance, a shocker for me is that people who procrastinate, science tells us, tend to be more intelligent people. Now, you wouldn't know it by some of the people in your life who procrastinate, and you know because they don't deliver. They're sluggish in the uptake, right? They don't seem to be as responsive as they could be or should be, and so it irritates us. The definition of procrastinate, it comes off as being a little bit on the negative side too, like loiter, you're do- quit dawdling. Now, that's an old phrase, Tomas. You wouldn't know anything about that. No, I wouldn't. Uh, th- to fall behind, to delay, um, 
things like that. That's where procrastination. You get that. You get the idea that procrastination is pretty pretty bad stuff. But it also has to do with delaying and postponing something too. So is procrastination? Is there a possibility that there could be some 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 good aspects of procrastinating? Well, if you put off something purposely because you think it's a good idea to delay it, well, then maybe that's not procrastinating. Maybe you're scheduling or prioritizing something, uh, you know, sometimes just to get the motivational thrill of doing it at, at the last minute. Some of us really get into waiting the last minute because it drives up our adrenaline. But also, procrastination is when you planned or felt that you should have done something earlier, and then you delayed doing it, but then putting it off tended to give you an advantage, and some of us are appreciative of that too. Now, I bring this subject up because of something I've been talking about for the last 25 years, and it has to do with my concern about this daily use of aspirin. And so today, the title of our show is when procrastination pays dividends, or when procrastination pays off. And so this week, just a few days ago, the latest story on aspirin from actually the American Heart Association. And they're mentioning here, because it affects millions of Americans who are prophylactically based on advice that they got from their doctor, let's say, or maybe a friend, or maybe they read an article somewhere, and they're taking the baby aspirin. And if you are at all a veteran listener of HealthQuest Radio, you know about my, my concerns relating to this. The mere deaths that occur every year due to blood-thinning constituents of of the medications out there like Coumadin or Warfarin, but then something as simple as you taking that orange little stupid thing called a baby aspirin, if it's good for babies, well, certainly it's benign. It cannot do anything but do whole bunches of good for me besides my doctor told me. So the latest story on aspirin relates to the headline, daily low-dose aspirin, that's baby aspirin, may do more harm than good. And you see, for decades, a daily dose of aspirin was considered an easy way to prevent a heart attack or stroke or other cardiovascular uh, events. Now, why is it that cardiovascular disease is raging? It's skyrocketing, even with the use of, of, of these baby aspirin, this, these low-dose aspirin. And, and then came a string of, of, of recent studies challenging that assumption. And I've had, like I said, I've had my ears perked on this for for many decades. One study in particular found that aspirin had no obvious benefit for healthy people older than 70, but but found much evidence of harm caused. We're talking brain, uh, brain bleeds. Now, when you're thinking about Alzheimer's being on the uptick, and, and so are these brain bleeds, these TIAs, stroke, embolisms, aneurysms, whatever you want to call these different cardiovascular accidents or incidents, you know, and I know, something's contributing to the upward skyrocketing effect of this. And I'm going to touch more on that as the show goes on. But I'd like to also mention some other typical treatments, procedures in the past that were deemed or touted appropriate and totally safe. And that's why everybody got them. That's where everybody did them. 
That's where everybody started taking them with little or no risks assumed by the person who's undergoing the procedure, getting the test, or having something removed, or, or taking a medication. And I'm going to bring some up here. What about the tubes in the ears and children? Now, all the things I'm going to list, I'm going to tell you that every one of them have many serious risks and side effects because science has proved the fact after the fact, meaning as these things were promoted, it seemed like it was a panacea only to find over time, like with this aspirin study, that there are dangers lurking behind the, the, the silk curtain promoting the product, the procedure, the medication. Appendectomies, episiotomies, shock therapies, penicillin, antibiotic use, fluoride in our drinking water, which we'll talk about in a little bit, cow's milk. What could be dangerous about cow's milk? Any one of these we could go into a a, a whole show and do on. Colonoscopies, the risks of them. Vaccines and flu shots, provocative subject. Science is proving there are risks associated with them. Sunscreen lotions. If you're a non-breastfed person, birth control pills, medications as prescribed by your doctor and pharmacist, that's, that's, that's a week's worth of radio shows. Gastric bypass surgery, a.k.a. bariatric surgeries. And then those epidural steroid injections for pain, which studies show does not reduce surgeries at all. And then the CT scans. According to the National Cancer Institute, up to 50% are deemed unnecessary. Oh, by the way, the CT scans that uh, we're so big on in this country increases cancer incidence in our country by 5%. Back surgery, amniocentesis, just to name a few. And there's where we come down to it. When we tried so hard to listen to the people who seem to know more than we did or more than we do, and we only got so far. But in the end, some of these things have proved to be very dangerous at best. It's all about clarifying that here on a radio show today. It's no mistake that you've tuned into our show. Even if you've tried so hard, maybe procrastination has actually kept you safe, not complying. I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. I had to fall to lose it all. Dr. David Kolbaba. It's HealthQuest Radio. Dr. David Kolbaba, natural health care practitioner, board certified clinical nutritionist with advanced degrees in clinical nutrition. And did you know this? Dr. Kolbaba is one of only nine doctors in a whole darn state of Illinois that has attained this level of education in clinical nutrition. He's one of America's original health coaches. He is a board certified addictions professional. He is the founder and show host of HealthQuest Radio. Let's do it.
Yes or no? Are you chubby or fat around the belly? Triglyceride levels above 150? Blood sugar levels over 100? Is your top blood pressure number over 130? Your lower diastolic pressure above 85? HDLs under 40 for guys, under 50 for women. If you answered yes to three or more of these questions, then you're well underway to metabolic syndrome. Metabolitis, I call it. About 25% of us adults, according to the American Heart Association, poor nutrition that stems from unhealthy eating feeds into this terrible condition and leads to so many other health conditions. A healthy heart needs the support of a healthy diet and physical activity, but that's not enough. Natural herbs like black seed oil, cinnamon, fenugreek, and bitter melon have been traditionally used to support better metabolism of fats and sugars. And they all come together in one easy-to-use formula from our friends at Standard Process. It's called Metabol Complex, formulated by some of the top herbalists in the world. Get yours now by calling our HealthQuest radio hotline at 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. Ask for Metabol Complex. Call 800-794-1855. Go to healthquestradio.com. It's, uh, it is what it is. no mistake that you've tuned into our show today. Welcome to HealthQuest, Chicagoland's longest running health news and science show with me, Dr. David Kolbaba. Maybe there is an advantage when procrastination pays off. And maybe some of your suspicion regarding some of the health care you've received so far that was suspect in your mind instinctually has come to fruition when science has proved it to be unsafe. And what we want to do is we want to go to the professionals here because not only are we wanting to confirm suspicions that something might be dangerous, it's another thing to take another path in the right direction to do better things, to be better caretakers of our our bodies, the one life, the one body that God has given us. And with us right now is our dear friend, Dr. John Peldiak. Hey, Doc, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Dr. Kobaba? <laughs> Very good. Now, Dr. John, you, you are re- you're retired from private uh, general uh, dentistry right now, but you are active as well as I am associated with the American Association of Oral Systemic Health. And, and you and I know that's all about good news, uh, about how we can educate people into knowing something different that will take them further in life and that there is a connection between the oral cavity and diseases that are out there, meaning that if we could take better care of our mouth, we're probably going to lower the percentage or the possibility of getting three major diseases that I'm aware of, what, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and, uh, and dementia, Alzheimer's. Yeah, exactly. And these are, these are fairly large concepts when we talk about the, the nose and mouth as being portals and, and also barriers. We have the, the opening, we have the access to everything we breathe and everything we consume is through the nose and the mouth or the beginning of the respiratory and the digestive system. So it's right there at the beginning. What do we have there for defense? Well, we do have barriers. Our day, nature puts up barriers, protective barriers, to prevent harmful invaders from coming in. So our job in our personal health quest for, for greater health span, more vigorous life, is to honor and support those natural defenses. And when those barriers are broken, that's when we begin to have problems. And 
for instance, you, we talk a lot about leaky gut. Well, where would leaky gut begin? It would begin with, in the mouth, leaky gums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the same thing in the upper respiratory tract. If we if we don't fight off the invaders that uh, that are coming in, we need that natural barrier, the natural mucus, the natural rinsing that goes on with our mucus in, in the nose, saliva in the mouth. Uh, these are all there to protect us. But so many of the uh, the the means that we've been using over the years have actually been working against our natural defenses. So the the lead-in that you had was just amazing. I was thinking, uh, this is exactly it, the benefits of procrastination. You know how everybody jumped on the bandwagon for antibiotics for everything. Yes. And, and also the uh, antihistamines uh, to, to dry up the nose and the uh, strong antimicrobials for all the oral care products. Remember when we wanted to kill all the bacteria? Well, mm. it's just not possible. We're not going to sterilize the upper respiratory tract. We're not going to sterilize exactly. the nose and the mouth. <laughs> so maybe we should be more concerned with working with nature and protecting uh, our natural barriers. Love it. All right, so here's one for you regarding procrastination. Um, I've been told in my past that a hard bristle toothbrush is better, and then now they're saying soft. Uh, what is your, what's your opinion, Dr. Peldiak? Yeah, I prefer the, the soft for myself. Got it. Uh, and, and because it's a, a gentle action, we, we don't need to scrub, we don't need to wear anything away. Yeah. We, we just need to uh, work, again, with nature, something that, that's easy and effective and not harmful. And, and so, some of that comes down to the biochemical level, too. Uh, we can do only so much mechanically. And uh, and we can we can achieve those even with a soft toothbrush. Yep. And the also the other thing was we were always told to floss. Remember that? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and and over the years, I found that flossing doesn't work for most people. Ah. They, they're just not very good at it. Yeah. And it's not very effective. Yep. And uh, what what I think works better than than regular floss is the the water flossers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're much more effective. Yep. But Again, it's it's the sort of message that uh, it, it's a little difficult to get across, but once you understand about working with nature, it, it yeah. does make perfect sense. All right, so how about this one then? When it comes to sugar, we've been told sugar's naughty, sugar's bad, and I always tell people, even if you're a diabetic, a diabetic needs to convert their food into sugar. It's not about staying away from sugar totally. However, today we'd like to talk about a sugar that has a different uh, uh, different imp has a different impact on the body and actually becomes protective in many ways. You want to tell us about it? Again, this is great information because it's really only in the last 150 years or so that sugar was really recognized as a major problem. For This is excess sugar, uh, sugar much higher levels than our ancestors ever would have had access to. Yeah. Uh, so th- this is only recently, let's say the last 150 years, where we get these enormous overloads of sugar, and that does lead to metabolic mayhem. <laughs> but about the same time as that was being recognized. Uh, this other substance, xylitol, was uh, discovered. It was uh, isolated and characterized from natural sources. That looked, uh, it looked very much like sugar. And, it and, and, and they very found much it. Like sugar. It tastes like sugar, but there are two big differences. It's a little smaller molecule, so it slips in a little easier, and it's uh, uh, non-reactive compared to sugar. It doesn't have the same docking stations that sugar has. Sugar can link up with itself Sugar can 
provides uh, uh, the, the you may have heard the quick energy, the fast energy. So uh, uh, sugar is a fast-acting molecule, very reactive. Xylitol is a slow-reacting uh, molecule. It's more like dietary fiber. It does provide energy, but over a, a, a much uh, slower rate and a steady rate. Instead of the quick burst and quick crash, xylitol is a steady source of energy. So its first use was really in the diabetic diet because it had such a small impact on blood sugar and on insulin that and it tastes very close to sugar. It tastes wonderful. It has a little bit of a cooling effect, about the same sweetness as sugar. Uh, so that was the first real use for it. But the other thing that was discovered, and this is only about uh, the last 60 years, yeah. that Zalatol has some antimicrobial properties. And they said, oh, that looks interesting. I wonder, since sugar is causing all, all this harm with teeth, we know that sugar is harmful for teeth, mm-hmm. uh, I wonder what Xylitol would do. And it's found that Xylitol, just as with metabolism, is sort of the antidote for sugar. Mm. Xylitol sort of blocks all the harmful effects of sugar in different ways, and especially with the teeth. So something we found in the forest, a sugar, natural sugar called xylitol, now is being incorporated into products that can actually save our teeth and make the health in our mouth better, which means reduction in the possibility of all these diseases associated with poor oral cavity care. Exactly. I think our our ancestors may have intuitively known some of this because uh, xylitol is found in the more structural, more woody parts of the plants, and of course our ancestors would use things like twigs to clean their teeth. And uh, so it, it, it does make some intuitive sense that the, uh, when nature has, uh, presents a problem to us, mm. nature generally also provides the answer to the problem, mm. uh, sometimes in the same plant. So uh, we, we do have sugar that in, in excess, or, or as far as dental is concerned, if you have sugar too often, it creates an acidic environment on the teeth that should have a neutral, uh, should be more neutral. Xylitol helps to reverse the, the, uh, the acidity. It blocks the acidity in the mouth. So if you use xylitol regularly, and you don't need very much, that's the neat thing about xylitol. You don't need much, but you do need some persistence because we uh, sugar fairly frequently, or foods that turn to sugar frequently, which are the carbohydrates, including the starches, then uh, that could create an, an acidic environment. But if you use a little bit of xylitol uh, frequently, yeah. you can block those harmful effects of sugar, have a non-acidic environment mm-hmm. on the teeth, and a very helpful mineralizing effect on teeth. Wow. Well, with us right now is Dr. John Peldiak, our friend, and he's uh, the world's best dentist. Uh, the only trouble is he's retired now. But don't you love the way he thinks he I just think it's more practical-minded. And so, Doc, I'm going to hold you over. We're talking about xylitol, and I also want to mention that uh, xylitol can be found in certain products, and we'll be talking about that in just a little bit. But also the question that I want to ask Dr. Peldiak is his views on fluoride and uh, silver amalgam fillings. Stay right here. It's HealthQuest Radio. It's Dr. David Goldbaba. It's, uh, it is what it is. It is. 
Solving for oxidative stress can be very puzzling. So let me tell you about IFB. Dr. K's IFB with enhanced ingredients to help you solve the puzzle. First, we added highly bioavailable curcumin as curcuffin. And then we added the second piece of the puzzle as a flavonoid or xanthohumol. Also, we combined standardized botanical extracts like ginger and boswellia, which have been shown in lab research to help influence factors that may impact your body's immune function and balance. All these key ingredients pieced all together in this one very special product may promote and support antioxidant activity in your overstressed body, and they can truly help support your body's response to that oxidative stress. So order your Dr. K's IFB today by calling our HealthQuest radio hotline at 800-794-1855. We found all those missing pieces of that antioxidant puzzle, and we packed them up in every bottle of Dr. K's IFB. That's 800-794-1855. This is Dr. David Kolbaba. It's no mistake that you've tuned into our HealthQuest radio show today. It is that spark of truth, hope, and high energy that you're feeling deep inside. Only this time, it won't go away. That's good. Please don't give up on yourself ever. I don't care how long you've suffered from what challenges you the most. And I don't care what your doctors are telling you either. You know, doctors of every specialty are frequently making tragic mistakes and misdiagnosing patients' conditions every day. And if the diagnosis is wrong, well, then how can a person receive proper care and attention. Doesn't that make sense? It sure does for me. Our HealthQuest offices are filled with people just like you, so don't let yourself down this time. Ask for help by calling our HealthQuest radio hotline at 1-800-794-1855. As always, you can email me at drdavid, Dr. David, that's drdavid at healthquestradio.com. But for now, just call our HealthQuest radio hotline and let us help you get to better health and longevity at 1-800-794-1855. All of our radio show podcasts are available in the iTunes store. Look under Adventures in Health. Download us on your iPod and take us with you. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Kay said Doris Day. She passed away this week, 97 years old, and people like you and I are wondering, will we ever get there? Tim Conway, 85, dies this week as well. You know, when I think about some of these icons that were so big in my childhood, 50s, 60s, let's say, and I'm thinking they were so gone over the last few decades, and it causes me to to think about even the great people, the well-known people their identity drifts over time. It just, you know, time, time like a steamroller just, just does that, doesn't it? And, and what it does to me when these people part from the planet, it causes me to go inside a little bit and say, I may not be as popular, famous, rich, influential, known, whatever. And to really basically say it's about tucking in and taking, you know, better care of me, more of being, you know, placing the attention on on my life in the here and now. And I, I kind of picture it as being we're on the stage and there are two sides of the stage, you know, off stage there, the right wing, left wing kind of thing. One represents the past where we came from, kind of, sort of. And then we're, where we are, we burp up on the shore, kind of like on the stage. And we're here and it, it's our life right now. It's what are we doing with our life right now? 
and, and not worry about the future so much. But yet, reflecting on stuff like that, I think it might cause us a bit to know to get the fulfillment out of the today. And with so many of us that are doing the reading, distracted by our phones and all this and all that, sometimes we actually get distracted out of our own lives and find ourselves wasting our time doing so many things that other, other people expect us to do. Kind of like we've been put on by other, other people, other entities that have these expectations that you got to stay in contact. I mean, you couldn't dare put your phone down for a whole day, you know, and if you did, your friends and relatives would be railing on you thinking that something seriously happened because you haven't been keeping in the loop. And yet being in the loop with these social sites that are on the internet and such, I think that we become and end up out of the loop when it comes to taking care of our own body, you know, fulfilling our own lives one day at a time and sometimes one minute at a time. And so that's why I think we get confused sometimes as to what to do. So we fall to what the suggestions are, especially if they're coming from professionals that know more than we know when it comes to a particular item, especially our health. So let's throw fluoride in our drinking water. Continue with my list of things that were touted as being uh, safe, and now science has proven otherwise. Heart stents. <laughs> of course they must be. They must be healthy. They must be safe. Not true. C-sections. Lazy doctors way out. Thyroid screening. The ultrasound. Did you know that that leads to increased biopsies, which then leads to unnecessary thyroid surgeries. You wouldn't know that because the minute they'll tell you you got cancer, see, that's the magic word. Arth- uh, arthroscopic knee surgery. Why? Well, that that's okay, isn't it? Well, could tell you about a Finnish study that basically made incisions on some of the people and didn't do anything. They just did incisions in the study regarding the meniscal tear that all of the subjects had. And they took a percentage of these people, called them the placebo group, where they actually cut on them, they anesthetized them, closed the surgery sites, took them off the the anesthetic. And those people in the group that never had the surgery performed had the same result with their knees feeling better just as those who had the surgical procedure done. Hormone replacement therapy. Tanning beds. And now, aspirin. And we take it to the beginning of the show where we talk about you trying so hard, listening to the people, wanting to be a good steward of your body, listening to the professional because you didn't know anything, not only to find that even aspirin with its death rate, a low dose aspirin, is there a better way? Maybe taking better care of our bodies along the way because we've tried so hard. I tried so
Healthcare practitioners, board certified clinical nutritionists with advanced degrees in clinical nutrition. And did you know this? Dr. Kobaba is one of only nine doctors in a whole darn state of Illinois that has attained this level of education in clinical nutrition. He's one of America's original health coaches. He is a board certified addictions professional. He is the founder and show host of HealthQuest Radio. Let's do it. Mom, can I have some spray? Sure, honey. Thanks, Mom. You know what that is? That's the sound of my child thanking me for giving her something that's actually good for her teeth. Spry Gum is part of the Spry Dental Defense System, a complete line of oral care products made with 100% xylitol, the all-natural sweetener with proven dental benefits. So when we're at home, my whole family uses Spry toothpaste and mouthwash to help strengthen our teeth and reduce the risk of tooth decay. And when we're on the go, I just throw some Spry Gum and mints right into my bag. My kids love it, and I love that it's all natural. No sugar, no aspartame, or any other chemicals. Just think of that. I reward my kids for taking care of their teeth at home by giving them gum and mints on the go that are good for their teeth. Visit sprydental.com or ask for Spry by name at your local health food store. You can also ask your dentist about Spry. And make sure your mouth is receiving all the benefits of 100% xylitol products. At Vitamin Shop, Sprouts, Kroger, and most natural product retailers. Find a retailer near you at clear.com. All of our radio show podcasts are available in the iTunes Store. Look under Adventures in Health. Download us on your iPod and take us with you. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Doris Day. She passed away this week, 97 years old. And people like you and I are wondering, will we ever get there? Tim Conway, 85, dies this week as well. You know, when I think about some of these icons that were so big in my childhood, 50s, 60s, let's say, and I'm thinking they were so gone over the last few decades, and it causes me to to think about even the great people, the well-known people, their identity drifts over time. It just, you know, time, time like a steamroller just, just does that, doesn't it? And, and what it does to me when these people part from the planet, it causes me to go inside a little bit and say, I may not be as popular, famous, rich, influential, known, whatever. And to really basically say it's about tucking in and taking, you know, better care of me, more of being, you know, placing the attention on, on my life in the here and now. And I, I kind of picture it as being we're on the stage 
And there are two sides of the stage, you know, off stage there, the right wing, the left wing kind of thing. One represents the past, where we came from, kind of, sort of. And then we're, we're, where we are, we burp up on the shore, kind of like on the stage. And we're here, and it, it's our life right now. It's what are we doing with our life right now. And, and not worry about the future so much. But yet, reflecting on stuff like that, I think it might cause us a bit to know to get the fulfillment out of the today. And with so many of us that are doing the reading, distracted by our phones and all this and all that, sometimes we actually get distracted out of our own lives and find ourselves wasting our time doing so many things that other, other people expect us to do, kind of like we've been put on by other, other people other entities that have these expectations that you got to stay in contact. I mean, you couldn't dare put your phone down for a whole day, you know, and if you did, you, your friends and relatives would be railing on you thinking that something seriously happened because you haven't been keeping in the loop. And yet being in the loop with these social sites that are on the internet and such, I think that we become and end up out of the loop when it comes to taking care of our own body, you know, fulfilling our own lives one day at a time and sometimes one minute at a time. And so that's why I think we get confused sometimes as to what to do. So we fall to what the suggestions are, especially if they're coming from professionals that know more than we know when it comes to a particular item, especially our health. So let's throw fluoride in our drinking water. Continue with my list of things that were touted as being uh, safe, and now science has proven otherwise. Heart stents. <laughs> of course they must be. They must be healthy. They must be safe. Not true. C-sections. Lazy doctor's way out. Thyroid screening. The ultrasound. Did you know that that leads to increased biopsies, which then leads to unnecessary thyroid surgeries? You wouldn't know that. Because the minute they'll tell you you got cancer, see, that's the magic word. Arth uh, arthroscopic knee surgery. Why? Well, that that's okay, isn't it? Well, could tell you about a Finnish study that basically made incisions on some of the people and didn't do anything. They just did incisions in the study regarding the meniscal tear that all of the subjects had. And they took a percentage of these people, called them the placebo group, where they actually cut on them, they anesthetized them, closed the surgery sites, took them off the, ana the anesthetic. And those people in the group that never had the surgery performed had the same result with their knees feeling better just as those who had the surgical procedure done. Hormone replacement therapy, tanning beds, and now aspirin. And we take it to the beginning of the show where we talk about you trying so hard, listening to the people, wanting to be a good steward of your body, listening to the professional because you didn't know anything, not only to find that even aspirin with its death rate 
a low-dose aspirin. Is there a better way? Maybe taking better care of our bodies along the way. Because we've tried so hard. I tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. I had to fall to lose it all. But in the end, it doesn't even Dr. David Kolbaba. It's HealthQuest Radio. Dr. David Kolbaba, natural healthcare practitioner, board certified clinical nutritionist with advanced degrees in clinical nutrition. And did you know this? Dr. Kolbaba is one of only nine doctors in a whole darn state of Illinois that has attained this level of education in clinical nutrition. He's one of America's original health coaches. He is a board certified addictions professional. He is the founder and show host of HealthQuest Radio. Let's do it. Hi, this is Dr. David Kolbaba. Glad you're here with us today. HealthQuest Radio is Chicagoland's longest-running health news and science program. I've been an integrated healthcare practitioner for over 33 years now. And if you've been wondering what it's like to be a patient in our HealthQuest offices, well, take a look at our website. Go to healthquestradio.com under Testimonials and Tales of Wonder, right on the homepage, where you'll find many encouraging stories of success straight from our patient's mouth. Would you like to be done with those migraine headaches? get your insulin under control, feel more energetic, maybe having better sex, get that libido in gear again, discover why you eat for every emotion, and then get it under control. On medication and want to be off of it, whatever health challenges you the most, you can schedule your new patient consult with me just by calling our HealthQuest Radio hotline at 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. We'll be back with more HealthQuest right after this. All right, glad to have you with us today. It is HealthQuest Radio on a Saturday with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. You're listening to America's number one health news and science show. It's no mistake you're listening today. Here he is, the trailblazer himself, Dr. Kolbaba. Hey, doctor, what do you got for us? Well, I, I want to continue with this thing called procrastination because it's true that sometimes procrastination pays off. And we were mentioning a little bit ago that so many of us move into the medical mode thinking that we, that we need professional advice, and we do. And, and frankly, with this latest aspirin announcement from the American Heart Association basically establishing, you know, the... the uh, the concern about the daily usage of aspirin and the risks outweighing the advantage. And the disclaimer in this information is all about saying, well, just ask your doctor. And that's what they say on all the drug commercials, too. Well, ask your doctor. Now, if your doctor's been telling you to be taking low-dose aspirin every day for the last 10, 20 years, what do you think the choices are for your doctor? You know, because how will your doctor respond to your inquiry when you say, "Hey, doctor, I heard this deal on the, uh, heard the story on aspirin." They'll ask you, "What do you think?" Now, is is he going to tell you that he's aware of it and and to do what you want 
because you might do that. A lot of doctors are doing that these days. They're getting tired of arguing with patients who come in and say, I, I, don't want, I really don't want to take the medication. Is there another way out for me? And so they go, well, do whatever the hell you want to do. I mean, that, that's the attitude of, of many doctors who are exasperated on one end by the patients who want a more conservative, natural approach, and they're not getting it because the drug companies are thwarting the natural movement, wanting to get everybody drugged up and, and meted up. And on the other hand, the doctor is being misused and abused by the insurance industry. So what a dilemma. The second choice for the doctor is they're going to tell you that, that, that you are a special case. So what you just heard in the news this last week is not applicable. So we need to keep you on that. And some doctors don't tell their patients about procedures they could do because they don't know how to do them. And for those doctors who have the same scenario going on with the drugs and medications they use, if they don't have a better suggestion for you, they'll just tell you, hell's bells, go straight ahead, you know, full speed ahead. Just keep doing what you're doing, Fred. But for me, it's all about getting well and then staying well. And as Dr. Peldiak, Dr. John Peldiak, our thanks for uh, for having him on their show today, along with our 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 friends at Clear who produce these xylitol products to help our body's natural inclination pull itself through without the need. You're not going to hear about xylitol being dangerous in 10, 15 years like we do with hysterectomies and hormone replacement and, and tanning beds and, and, and suntan lotions. And, and that's what we're all about in our offices when we help people regarner the strength and the capacity of their body is naturally fit for them. Now I'm going to leave you a phone number and that's our health quest hotline number. It's 800-794-1855. Do with it what you need to do. Use us as a resource. You can also go to our website, healthquestradio.com, toggle between that site and the sister site called adventuresinhealth.com as a, as a source for your information. And, and the driving force behind what I do every Saturday is to get you back into your body. Get yourself back in the loop with your body, not so much with your family, because maybe that's not as necessary as you think, because some of us are being complacent about the health that's needed, the maintenance that's required to take better care of our body so that we can live longer and be with our families longer. Does that, does that, does that, is that music to your ears? 800-794-1855. We'd love to help you get there one step at a time, baby steps, whatever you call it. 800-794-1855. Love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See you guys next week. You be blessed. Bye.